Unacceptable podcast. This is Mila and Ken. Oh shit! Uh, it's a lovely Saturday night. You're not going to hear this on a Saturday night, but that's what it is. At the time of recording. Imagine if we did live streams. I think we promised it, but no one subscribed to that p- uh, tier of the Patreon yet. <laughs> we should so. do it. We should. We got to do a thousand dollar option where they can read all of our emails. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I think that would be good. I think, um, I don't know, we we definitely, we should do a live stream. I think that'd be fun. We're like an AMA. We should do a live gig. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. With, like, speeches in between songs or something. Well, we had that idea for my male feminist song. Yeah. Could we share that with our listeners? Yeah. So, guys, I once got this, like, essay from a male feminist that was like explaining to me how oppressed I was and it was (laughs) I was down to fucking right there (laughs) and uh like one of the parts that we found really funny he's like explaining what women must do and he was like they must be shaved (laughs) (laughs) women must be shaved so anyways, so one night we were just laughing about it and we decided to write a song about it and we were going to play a gig before this COVID shit. But Wait, we had did you write that song that night? Yeah, we wrote it like that night of. Wow. What were the backup harmonies that were so funny? It was like... Oh, and you were like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll play that. We'll play it, part of it for you guys. Um, yeah, and, uh, there was a part where you go, like, I can get you in for half price. Oh, shit. <laughs> I might be getting a phone call. This is a big deal for me. This One is, like, sec. when Kanye is recording. <laughs> <laughs> this is officially 30 hours by Kanye. The sirens are... I did not know you knew when I gave you the key. All females should be lucky when they meet a guy. In the background. Oh, that's, that's just what's going this down. This is a true gamer moment. It was just my mom. Oh man. Hi, Tracy. <laughs> oh, she's not on. I canceled that shit. Oh, Tracy, come yeah. on the pod. Um, I'm gonna have to buy pizza because I ate too much of the dinner, and there's gonna be a big fight about it. I'm living oh, like no. the true neckbeard life right now. Yeah. I'm going to Montreal. Everybody. Going to Montreal. Both my ticks got some couple G's in the bank. Yeah, we're hyped. This is gonna be like each. I heard your dog. Was that my dog? No, oh, that was dog. a siren. There's a siren. Oh. I don't know. Oh, there's an ambulance coming right up my street. This ca- episode has already started so chaotically. Uh oh. Hope they're okay. Oh, yeah, I hope. Yeah. Sending blessings. Anyway, yeah. So we had this idea to perform the song. And we were going to invite someone to, like, go up on stage and shave while we were performing the, the well, song. We were going to get, like, a, 
like a like a I don't know what you call it esthetician salon to shave a pussy on stage. Yeah, yeah. Which I still think would be so funny. I know. Like front and center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. As someone's reading out, like they must be shaved. <laughs> Get everyone to start like chanting. Anyway, this guy ended up being like a full-out rapist, which like surprised no one. Um, yeah, beware of the male feminist. I think I've said this before on the pod, but definitely, you know, beware. Be safe. Date a neckbeard. Be safe. Date a neckbeard. Be safe and date... <laughs> okay. Just meet yourself a nice neckbeard. I, I feel like I'm the neckbeard in my relationship. Okay, sorry. I'm just like, I got a new iPhone, everybody. Fuck, I gotta put this shit away. I'm becoming such a dick. Okay. No, I'm the neckbeard. Ah, <laughs> oh, so banter. I'm so tired of the discourse. Me There's too. so much in no so all this information. I don't want. Not, I, yeah, no. Okay, something I'm noticing is like everyone's oh, just it talking. Sounds like discourse. Keep going. Well, now. everyone's just talking over each other, which is just really annoying me. Like, I I was just watching Eric Weinstein's live stream and I was I was getting a little bit annoyed at the comments like everyone was just kind of getting mad and talking each, over each other and he was telling people to behave and but then like he started kind of mocking an opinion without presenting it in a nuanced way and I was a little bit disappointed. Ooh, that's a mistake. I've never seen him do that. I know. I was, so I was a little, dick. I, and I was going to go on cuz you can request to go on it. Mm. And, and that would have made my life honestly youtube I, talking i would have loved to but i got a little bit like camera shy um yeah. but i think i think something i've realized is the worst thing you can do to make a point is to act like the opinion that is being put forth doesn't have uh, a nuanced history to it like mm-hmm. to act like it's just something that some idiots because it's not that like some people don't sound like idiots when they say stuff and it's not that like some people don't represent some people represent ideas in really bad lights or some people use them as bludgeons against other people but that doesn't mean that like some ideas don't have a more theoretical and rich background that you give them credit for so what was the opinion do you remember yeah yeah, yeah. so he was saying like he kept going, oh, and this ridiculous, like, stupid idea that we should defund the police. And he was kind of treating, like, dismissing it as, you know, like, oh, haha. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the people that would go on would be like, haha, yeah, like, what a stupid idea. Oh, no, it's turned into a circle jerk. It takes communities about, like, half a second to do that. I know. I was a bit disappointed because I would have expected a bit more just because he's had people he doesn't agree with before who are very like and he's very fair to them like yeah when he talked with Anna I thought he was very fair um but I think I guess my point was that and I commented this I don't know if anyone saw it but I was like when you say defund that doesn't even necessarily mean abolish you can just make it less bloated um which we should be doing for everything that our tax money goes towards like we should always be concerned about bloat um and so like if i want to say how can i save the taxpayer taxpayers money one of the first things i'm going to think about is okay stop enforcing drug laws that's a form of defunding but it's not i don't think that's crazy i think that's actually quite rational yeah 
So I guess, I don't know, I think that got me thinking a lot about not that like, like I said, people sometimes express things in mean spirited and stupid ways. And, but like, I think one of the most important things right now is not assuming that everyone who disagrees with you is dumb. Yeah. That's something I'm thinking about when it comes to the discourse, so to speak. Discourse tips number one. <laughs> Be charitable, but you said it much more in, in depth. <laughs> yeah. I vowed today to be less mean to sec to uh older male profs that I yeah I can I can I defouled on here. Can I say what I said to you? Yeah. I okay. So we we talked about your your oh, now we're talking fuck. We talked, we talked about, about my sexual proclivities and your your JP tweets about how he's like. What did you say? Like I love oh. this. Oh, I I I, I, I thought he looked good. Drug addict. Look, no, no I didn't say that. I said <laughs> I love. I said he has a hot, tragically thin vibe, but he's always had that, even like before he went to rehab, you know. Um, but I deleted I it because other... I knew I'd be called like fat phobic or some shit. Horophobic. Horophobic. <laughs> Incel phobic. Um, yeah, yeah, and, I, and then I Ken did... Ken said it was beneath me, and I should leave him alone, and. And I, I, I honestly, I do have sympathy for drug addicts. Like I am close to many and I believe in investing in things that help drug addicts. So I don't think any drug addict should have to go to Russia to get the treatment they need. I don't know anything of what happened there. Oh, yeah, this is but, getting close to the, the political, the personal political discourse that, what, what, tell me about Jordan Peterson, Mila. Oh man, no. Okay, I'm, well, I'm just doing my confessions first, my public confession. Most importantly, so, I think because like a, a lot of my life, that's who's been like the main demographic of people that have like hit on me, um, and so so sometimes I just make jokes about it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think like I don't mean to like be mean or like sexualize people. I don't mean to sexually harass. Well, yeah, the other thing I said that I don't get, which is true, is like the 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 mixture of sexualizing and mocking people at the same time, which is like I just don't get it. But it's just kind of yeah. gross. I, but when I like when I say that like, like let me let me say my funny example. Like if I was in the Twitter wars with some uh leftist female scholar and I finished my tweet slamming her with Love to suck on those big milkers, though. Not gonna lie, like that wouldn't go over well for good reason. Like it's not, it's not yeah. a good vibe. No, for sure. But I'm not arguing with him, and I genuinely think he's like a good-looking guy. Like I'm not like I'm not like uh, what do you call it? You just need the UBI. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the least bloated social program you know I, so I started reading this new book called capitalist realism you should check it out it's really good um and he talks a lot about bureaucracy in it and how right now there's this desire to portray bureaucracy as like this essentially communist thing but it's actually been like imposed and flourishing under neoliberal capitalism is and, that like, a, the mark fisher one yeah yeah, and it's so good. We like, have he some spicy jokes in our $1,000 category for people who want to read our emails. Oh, God. <laughs> I think they're funny. 
I yeah. See, that's bad. But I guess that's I mean, not public. But he's he's already gone. Yeah, he's already gone. So. He's already gone. There's a lot of reasons that seems. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It made me. It also made me think of this point that David Graeber made, and he was saying how like there's this layering now of public and private bureaucracies, and like there's the IMF and the World Bank and the trade organizations, and they the kind IMF. of the International Monetary Fund. Mm, yes. Um, and he was saying how they like impose this free market orthodoxy on other countries, and like that act of imposing is very bureaucratized but like they have to impose it to make free trade f- keep flowing mm-hmm. and and so like essentially basically like what both graber and fisher i guess are saying is like we can't fucking escape this bureaucracy <laughs> um, even, kurt. even kurt couldn't escape it yeah I, anyway i've been finding the book really interesting um i was thinking a lot about ubi as well and there's so i i've been watching the epstein dog and i um in the documentary so i'm three episodes in i don't know if you start did you start it i'm so skeptical of like what the value of that documentary is i thought it was because this was the first time i've heard from the victims oh no i had never heard what they had to say before Mm. um it's nuts though he went a lot younger than i thought like I was like, dude, <laughs> you make an awful joke, but yeah, that's bad. Like really? I mean, but so he, I thought he was like the supplier, but he was no. Okay, so th- I learned supply. about the prof, the process. So uh-huh. how it started was his girlfriend would like tell girls that they would get paid to give him a massage, and a lot of these girls were really poor. And, like, their parents were abusive or neglectful. Like, one of the girls, she watched her stepdad kill her little brother when she was young. How? Like, he beat him to death. Oh, wow. Um, So they're all, like, they they prey on, like, these very vulnerable, fragile girls. And a lot of the times the girls have need money. Mm -hmm. And so they go, and then they start massaging him, and then he turns over, and he's fully naked. And then he asks them to take all their clothes off and massage him. And then he'll start jacking off. And then some some of them get raped. Like, but that was kind of how it started. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or like, that's what the account is. And I was thinking, like, damn, like, poverty really is one of the roots of societal abuse, you know? Like, so... It, well, the, isn't the poverty the UN absolute poverty one seventy nine American a day? I think. Right. So how many people? I'm trying to calculate if you could give everyone a UBI. I'm going to start a little private uh, fund. Um, <laughs> On the that Patreon seven, for UBI. Seven, seven billion. How many day uh, times three hundred and sixty? We'll only give them three sixty because we don't want them to get greedy. Times two dollars. Let's say. Let me do some math. I can't believe we're just like calculating this on the pod. Um, Punching numbers in real time, seven times. (laughs) Oh my god! How many zeros in billion? Uh, so a billion is a hundred million. So six zeros, right? No, that's a million. Oh fuck! How uh nine zeros? Yeah. 
Wow, it's a big number. Sorry, I'm like drinking. It's this is not this is not the kind of stuff I do when I. Oh, what the fuck? It's five point one e plus twelve. What the fuck does that mean? E, it's like a constant. Okay, so how many dollars is that? Okay, it's gonna be two. Like I, I can't do this right now. I'm uh, like... <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> get uh... Ryan to do this. Um, no, but I. I was thinking. What the fuck? I went into like math with, with with um. What are those symbols called? What are the What is the e called? Um, a constant. Oh, I, but I thought it was a, like what's x in like basic high school math? Oh, variable. Yeah, I got into math with variables using only multiplication. Is yeah. that? I didn't know that was a thing. What do you mean? I didn't. I thought variables was only for like. Huh. This is like in grade nine when I was your math tutor. But why, Mila? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like gonna kill myself. That was I, I. I had a yeah. That was funny. <laughs> I was like, this isn't gonna work because I'm not gonna let it work. But also because I suck at math and you know. Oh I hate for to acknowledge that you have that much knowledge over me and anything. Of math. Yeah. Um. Don't worry, math is fake. How come it went into? How come it went into percentages? Dude, I don't know what you're doing. Like, you need to like, like I'm not this watching you. This is like the you, worst math anyone can do on Google on a podcast. Like, like, literally, I'm having an aneurysm right now. Okay. Oh fuck! I just wanted a dollar figure. Well, let's just say we give everyone uh, five dollars well, a year. What I was thinking when I was watching this is about what Carl was saying about giving children a UBI. Yeah. Because they're all children. Uh huh. Um, but then it seems like there would have to be means testing because Why? like, well, because like you can't just give all kids UBI. Why? <laughs> you know what I, I know. feel it's is like, like people will start farming clones to get UBI or just like pumping out, pumping oh out. Oh my God. There's and then, like, like the always of... sunny when she tells them she needs a baby when the social services people come. That's, that's awful. No, but I just. I think you would have to, to means test it somehow because obviously you can't give all kids like if I if you're like a well off teenager and you get a UBI well, you're probably just gonna like spend it on partying. Fuck it. I mean, there's always a reason not to give. I hate to play the leftist here, but like uh, there's always a reason not to help your fellow man. Yeah, I know. I'm just thinking like there are some teenagers that definitely just don't need it. Like they're not working. Why the hell me? Maybe I'd be rich by now. (laughs) I just need just a few Tesla stocks as a treat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, Elon went woke on Twitter the other day. He's reached a level of fame that's not fun. Yeah. He's past that point. Like, I feel like... I think he's bored. I think he's slightly, like, mood disordery. Oh, yeah, but aren't we all? Some people, well, no, but like a lot, yeah. This is my theory about everyone being mentally ill, which this book I'm reading is very good about that, actually. But then it, that's like such a frustrating thing from like a conservative perspective, like, oh, well, then does it doesn't matter? Or like, how are we going to means test the depth of mental illness? Well, you can't, I think one thing is that there's been this thing in mental health where we've tried to make mental illness this novel thing 
where it's like this like some sort of unique chemical uh, process that happens and just select people's brains and the argument fisher's making in this book is like we're doing this because we don't want to contend with like how society might be structured in a way that makes us mentally ill and like oh fuck and we're trying to individualize it and personalize it but maybe we just don't want to deal with the fact that there's something it's not just this these chemical processes there has to be something that's kicking off these chemical processes maybe it's the fall damn i mean i mean if everyone <laughs> has it yeah maybe, maybe maybe that's actually like a kind of almost like a baseline of human function is like I think- terrible trauma like i'm not even kidding because it, it turns out i think we're realizing that everyone is really fragile and there's like weird little things that will genuinely traumatize like everybody like different things for different people but we also are trying not to do away with some ideal of toughness because it does have value yeah i love acting tough but but i think that like collapse i'm spilling these rats (laughs) i think you're gonna have kids mila no just kidding keep going (laughs) i think that you know i don't think everyone is as traumatized as we think um by like one event you know it's you i think we get more traumatized so to speak and i don't even like saying that but just by the processes these like mundane processes of everyday life um but i think that we're overusing the term trauma as a sort of way to gain leverage over people mm-hmm. like you'll be like oh well i have trauma from this uh you don't know so i was i was talking about this on twitter today actually there was um i was thinking about the testimony of Nayira, and i brought this up on another uh episode but the girl that testified in front of congress that uh she saw uh, uh, saddam's soldiers pull the babies out of incubators and she was crying and that was really powerful and that mm-hmm. kind of convinced people to go to war and then it turned out that that was all a lie but you know she no one yeah people were oh, like she was lying yeah she was lying oh sneaky and um she was encouraged to lie by the state and by her dad um and she was a young woman yeah and so i was just thinking like you know this is a powerful tool because if if somebody questions what you're saying you can say how dare you you're insensitive you're delegitimizing my trauma you could say yeah I i found the phrase it's stop wielding your trauma yeah well yeah but that's what it but first of all it's not even trauma because she didn't experience it you know what i mean and so then it's like um but no one was gonna be like this is fake but then you know what's the consequence we have hundreds of thousands of iraqi people dying because this is what convinced people to go to war you could tie this into the value of apologism for a bunch of screwed up things like what's the consequence of lies about terrible things that no one will question yeah i think though you know most things are questioned even if there are some people who don't want to let you question them you know what i mean mm-hmm. like even the worst cases of things most of them you have to prove right but i mean okay this is my rule for everything if it's among friends Mila's 12 rules for life rule Mila's 12, yeah rules number two 
if it's among friends, believe them. If it's someone that has a stake in something else and has an opportunity to exercise power, be skeptical but open-minded. Mm-hmm. That's like uh, my... That's like everyone, kind of. That's everyone... what I'm hoping. No, but everyone has a stake in something. Mm. Like if my friend comes to me and says like, hey, I was raped, um, just to make this 10 times darker. Um, I am not gonna be like, no, we need procedure. I'm gonna put you on trial. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Innocent until I'm saying like the standards in our courts and the standards among friends are different, and I think it's good that they're different. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Well said. Yeah. But even this Epstein thing, for instance, I think you know the extent of what you're gonna believe be believed also depends on how much power you have in society. Or basically how like Me Too became a thing just for Hollywood celebrities. Like it was never for, I mean, it was when Tirana had had it, but when it was co-opted by Alyssa Milano, it was never for their assistants or for like their housekeepers who or the hotel women that were being sexually harassed. Well, couldn't they also, I don't know anything about this, uh, but couldn't they also make the tweet with the hashtag me too not to like totally yeah 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 yeah. but i'm saying like the ways that it gets power the way cases are won it just seems like there's always power is always operating behind it it's never a matter of like we value all women's testimonies or we value uh innocent until proven guilty it's always opportunistic based on who it is yeah. So when I was watching the Epstein doc, it was talking about how they gave him like barely any charges at first. They just gave him the charge of soliciting prostitution, even though like a ton of underage girls were like, he trafficked me and raped me. Huh. Why and did they? So like Epstein just had a lot of power, you know, like this guy is one of the richest. But it's not always, for someone without a lot of power, I can uh, flex there my cred. It's hard, it's not, like it's, it's easy to understand the principle, but it's always interesting to see how it actually works. Mm-hmm. Cause like if you're the DEA, what are you like? Oh, this guy's rich. I don't want to. Yeah, well, he's paid. He paid off a lot of people in police departments, apparently. Damn. And he and under the form of like, I'm making a donation to this mm, police classic. department. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he had a very powerful legal team. He had connections in high places. He's connected with the Clintons, Trumps. Like, you don't want to mess. The gang's all here. <laughs> I guess the I same should just watch this. OJ. Yeah, I just want to watch a good science fiction uh, anime, but I have to watch this. Ah, Epstein the dog. discourse never ends. Um, J.K. Rowling Twitter today has been a mess. She got mad because uh, there was an article being like such and such for people who menstruate, and then she's like, I think there's a word for that, like women. And then she went on this rant about like how women are being erased or something and how as a woman she feels like that's painful or whatever. And then the other side was like, okay, well, you obviously hate trans people, blah, 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 and so on and so forth. And I was just watching like, oh my God, lady, like, are you bored? Like, are all of you bored? Have you read a casual vacancy? No. I think I love that book. It's like her, she's like insightful in it. Maybe in I loved way, her books. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. you know, when I was young, I, I really enjoyed her books, but 
I just like her brand of liberalism is so off-putting. I'm to curious me. if you'd like a casual vacancy then, because it's not like, yeah, you should read it. Yeah, I have I it. Just, I just I find that I don't know. I mean. I don't, I wonder what, I, I just feel like, okay, there's this brand of people and like she's part of it, but also her opponents are part of it that just want to be mad on Twitter and they want everyone to see it. Mm-hmm. Like they want it's everyone. It's so tiring though. How it they... is very tiring, but I'm thinking to myself, dude, why are you instigating this? Like you, you're a successful woman. Like, I don't know. Like I was saying, like, are you bored? Maybe they care. <laughs> Maybe this is. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe they have I that just... thing. They have that integrity thing that we were talking about that I often mm-hmm. feel like I fail to live up to. And they're so everyone's trying to like be the hero in their. I just. Narrative. I think it just does a disservice to women to be like, no, like I as a woman am more fragile than you, a trans woman. I don't think that you need to make it a competition, first of all. And second of all, like, I don't feel threatened. She's kind of speaking on behalf of women to say that we're threatened by trans people. Well, I don't know anything about fragility, so I'll let you ladies sort that out. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like, man, I don't feel threatened, like, at all. Stop trying to, like, I don't walk around being like, oh my god, um, I'm threatened all the time. I do. Why are you so healthy? I I do, though. (laughs) I mean, you can, I don't know. I don't know why you should yeah, you of all people if I if I had your size and strength I'd be so hyped. So uh, yeah, but I can't claim any I would just walk around and posture and be like mm, yeah. <laughs> That's tiring too though. That's its own set of pressures, Mila. I know I, I think I've just become really over this idea of like this Nietzschean slave morality thing where like whoever looks the most vulnerable wins no but you got to be aware like i'm not endorsing it i'm just like neurotically aware of it functioning in society around me thinking i better like figure this game out or i'm gonna be fucked i don't know if that's true or not but yeah i think another thing is we kind of like to have stuff to worry about in a sense i think that's back into like everyone's kind of mentally ill yeah well we have to be it's something to do (laughs) oh i take (laughs) <laughs> mental illness just something to do <laughs> start smoking god damn no yeah i can't um no i, I mean like generally like do something other than worrying than being mentally ill yeah second cop just cars smoke like they did in the second world war it'll, it'll get you through yeah but i don't want to compromise my running no i know um I'm talking to like everybody. It's a it's, oh, everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone else starts smoking. Yeah, everyone else do, and then that way, um, I will get ahead in my fitness while mm-hmm. everyone else kind of lags behind. That was my dream of quarantine. I'd come out like super jacked, like playing all my sports at like the highest level. Like wow. <laughs> yeah, I trained every day during quarantine, <laughs> and then it fell off. I actually have trained every day wow. during quarantine, and I'm really, really ecstatic because. Uh, I got a gym membership at this gym that just reopened. Nice. Uh, Are all so the ones open? Or no. So oh. my usual one closed, but there's one that reopened. Um, you wanted that fancy West Bend one? No. Oh. Just Genesis. What? Where's that? If any listeners want to train with me, that's where I'll be at next week. Um, that's how you know you made it. People start coming <laughs> to you in the gym. Hey, bro, want to spot me? I give a really good bench press spot, so. Um, no, but they still have social distancing protocols there. Um, uh, but, yeah, they're reopening. It's near Cat Mall. 
but I'm just really excited. I feel so cooped up, and it was funny because I was like, finally, I can end my depression, and my mom was like, I thought you were doing pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) So much to unpack. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, mom, you don't understand me. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's I think that's an interesting, this vulnerability versus strength thing is so fascinating to me because it's something that I see a lot and that I saw a lot in like activist groups, um, but not just in activist groups. It's like, you know, it's, it's a thing among uh, conservatives as well. It's like, you want to seem simultaneously like you're vulnerable and at risk of like, like something bad happening to you that you're in a bad position yeah but you also want to seem like you know you're you're tough and badass and strong there's like a proper use of force thing so like if you get in a physical fight at work with your female coworker, that you're not going to come out ahead but if if you claim that this like female coworker is bully or like your relationship is really fucked up or you're getting bullied like you're you're supposed to use like proper force yeah i know but I, even maybe even it's without like autistic physical. people have struggled with that i don't know what maybe. it is maybe i i think it's not even a physical thing though either it's more like you know um there's this notion where you don't want to be seen as emotionally fragile or easily triggered there's that but, but there's also you don't want to be seen as a bully so you have to you have to be like yeah. coolly, like i don't like i don't know but I, i'm, I'm saying i feel like everyone so both leftists and conservatives try to straddle this thing mm-hmm. where they both try to seem cool and unbothered and tough to an not extent too tough. not necessarily physically tough but just like nothing can break me yeah but then also they want to seem like oh we're vulnerable and being threatened yeah and like survivor or something i don't know what it is yeah <laughs> um but but that i think i mean that's been kind of annoying me but it's been something i've i've seen constantly over and over again because it's almost like you're covering yourself on both sides mm-hmm. so if you act like you're the most vulnerable you can get sympathy from the people who want who value like protecting the weakest mm-hmm. but then if you act tough and cool then you get like admiration <laughs> yeah so it's yeah. kind of well it's trying like, to cover those bases like, People who are too famous are just like endlessly criticized, but people yeah. who are a little bit famous are so cool. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I was talking about Elon. Yeah, Elon. Trying to think of who's like the right amount famous. Kurt Cobain. No. Oh, Kurt Cobain was too famous. Courtney Love. Everyone, well, did she yeah, kill Yeah, people Kurt? hate her. I don't think so. <laughs> but you're willing to consider it? Also because I like, okay, there's two reasons why I don't want to believe that Courtney and killed Kurt. So one of them is like, I like to think of Kurt as like someone who committed the Sioux. It just fits with him. <laughs> and I like to think of like I don't know if that's gonna get me in trouble. I'm sorry, guys. Like we're all depressed on this show, so don't hate me over that. Um, uh, and <laughs> but then also because I like Courtney, so that's like yeah. my two sort of. She had a her Victoria Clark has like really. It's not actually funny, but like it's kind of funny in the cultural context she was trying to like do research in Kurt Cobain because she's like a journalist sometimes the, the chick who's like married to Shane McGowan oh, um, really? and Courtney Love was like don't fucking call us ever again or I'll kill you so like <laughs> I don't know yeah 
Oh my god. That's just... But I'm just like fourth hand gossiping now, so oh, gossip and trickery. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say gossip and triggery, and I was like, yeah. It's kind of funny. Do you see Jajaj's new video? Uh, yes, Dude, the I end was... discrimination. Yeah. We just talk about him on every pod. We're such fanboys. I just talk about things I watch on YouTube. Yeah, the I really. Millennial. I liked it. I tweeted it out and tagged him, but I, I still haven't gotten him to acknowledge me. Why won't you notice me, Senpai? <laughs> I sent Sue Lee a, um, a, an email, but she's not going to reply. You sent who? Sue Lee. I don't even know who She's like a, um, like a musician who does like quirky, but like, I don't want to be, she's a good musician. She's a YouTube musician. Oh, cool. Yeah. Who's like small enough that maybe Senpai would notice me, but like maybe not. <laughs> Let's hope she notices. Yeah. Hope I hope J Reg notices. No, yeah, that was a funny video. I laughed at the my favorite was the end with the Ann cap. Yeah, that's almost becoming like everyone's favorite character. He's he's the funniest character for sure. And there's something non-threatening about someone who simply wants money. Like it maybe it mm-hmm. shouldn't be, but it's not the same as like Someone who wants, like, you know, to an ethno state. Up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I, yeah, I, I, I thought the video was funny. I thought the band porn one was funny. Um, I, I, yeah. He made he, yeah. There's been so there's been a huge, uh, res- like a huge influx of people on OnlyFans. <laughs> and hey i'm a simp but i am not that much of a simp my god paying like 25 bucks for someone's workout clothes photos what is wrong with you people yeah donate it to the ubi fund instead to to the unacceptable ubi fund that's my dream i'm like super i'm basically elon but like i'm giving everyone a ubi and the world is a better place that's more like robin hood and i go to heaven but i don't necessarily have to steal no but you can emotionally manipulate No, because I'll be so cool that uh, celebrities will be donating and it'll just get straight redirected to the world. Ken's UBI fund. That's the dream, honestly. Yeah, that's yeah. very, that's very, that's nice. Thank you. I think there is um, a charity. And I go to heaven and God's like, good job, son. <laughs> and I don't have to worry about the consequences of my decisions anymore. Oh my God. No, there's a, there's a charity that does like that like unconditional just they just give money to homeless people because mm-hmm. you know how usually there's like a strings attached kind of thing where they like drug test you or like yeah they'll be like oh we'll give you food and not money and stuff like that and um like, yeah, I mean, so- if, if they're gonna od they might as well get it over with in like a big bang, oh my right? god I, <laughs> like if That's you're awful. that is it though i'm just trying to limit human suffering yeah, but you know, like I mean, sometimes it could be like someone's family member. Maybe they want them to get well. Yeah. You know. Well, the UBI is coming. We're gonna clean up the streets. <laughs> so, but so there's this they ha- there's this fund, and I wish I remembered what it's called, but it's literally just like a no strings attached. Like they just give money to homeless people. So they they're kind of doing the UBI, except it's only for the homeless. Um. But yeah. I wonder who started OnlyFans. You got me thinking about OnlyFans now. I think there like there is a CEO of it that started it. The King Simp. The King Simp. I wonder if he gets all the content for free. 
Oh god. <laughs> 3D chess. That's disgusting. Only OnlyFans must be Timothy Stokely. But it, it must be Sounds like, like a guy that would start it. It must be uh like like the the valuing of fetishization. Like there's something about the power differential that people like. Yeah. It's like the feet pick thing, isn't it? Yeah, Can and you I think explain that to me. Yeah, yeah, Wait yeah. For that's the folks what... at home. I think I said it on the pod, but I was saying that people like this idea of being like financially dominated. Oh, um, dominated? Yeah. Well, you can make the case that the person soliciting, you know, soft prostitution is the dominator. It's a really complicated uh, power dynamic. Yeah. So in this Epstein thing, like one of the things they're showing is like, I think he liked the idea that these girls depended on him for like their livelihood. Yeah. Like I think, and I think that's why he liked them young too. Is because like the younger you are, the more dependent you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if we'll ever like hetero male um sexuality to a degree will always be uh opportunistic like that. Yeah, is oh, all it's sexuality a... opportunistic? I don't know. I don't know much about sex. <laughs> I don't know much about politics. I just pretend to know shit. On don't be insult phobic. Um. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But like opportunistic with the the vaunted power imbalance or something is like more threatening and more chill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if it's like an older rich person and like a young like teenager on the brink of poverty. What if that's the fucking evolutionary game though? I mean sure. Richard Dawkins makes the point that like even if things are products of evolution doesn't mean we have to like morally accept it. Right. Well, yeah. But it's But Ryan still, would be tricked yeah. at you saying that. Why? Cuz he he thinks that like people who don't know anything about bio including Shouldn't me. Should talk about it. We no, but he, he, he come on. No, that's not what he says. He says that people like falsely ascribe too much agency to evolution. Hmm. And, like, it's not, it can't tell us the kinds of stories that we think that it can. It can Mm. tell us a lot of things biologically about, like, say, like, immunity and, like, uh, physical fitness. But it can't, there's some, like, social things that we can't extrapolate. And a lot of people who aren't well-versed in biology try to extrapolate from it, and it makes them upset. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Well, he started his OnlyFans. (laughs) You can talk about that on his OnlyFans. <laughs> Imagine like getting paid for lectures on OnlyFans. I know someone that did that. Like, do they wear like glasses and like have like a ruler and like? Snap like they get death? naked. I think I think the smarter play is to is to go like the titillation route. So like, don't give everyone what they want, and then yeah, you'll really build up the obsessive fetish base. God. Not that I. If yeah, I had an OnlyFans, I, I would just yell at everyone for being disgusting, and then they would probably like shaming, it. Shaming, kink-shaming with Mila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Shaming. I'll read, like, Luther and Calvin to them. Why are you playing in your piss, you fucking degenerate? <laughs> shout out, shout oh. out to my piss, Ken. To, oh, God. <laughs> oh. Uh, sorry, guys, but it's the kink-shaming podcast. Um, yeah, I've been thinking today about rereading Luther and Calvin in light of all these conversations about shame. Um, because, I mean, it's really interesting to read these people who are deeply scrupulous and ashamed when you have depression. 
because I feel like these these kinds of thoughts come to you but you don't want it to be so extreme but these guys are willingly being extreme but then I'm like are they really willingly being extreme or are they just mentally ill or are they trying to perform something if that makes sense like I was thinking about these videos of these guilty liberals kneeling at the protest stop and and honestly, I'm really well, happy. Wait, wait, taking, everyone... taking a knee, like, but people, have you seen those, like, things where, like, white people tie themselves up in, like, chains and, like, post on Facebook? Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, like, fuck off. That doesn't do anything. And I've seen, honestly, everyone I know in every activist circle thinks it's dumb. So I'm like, who got this idea? Yeah. Um, but... So I should put my chains away? No, just... Yes, wait. put them... <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but it's not just that, it's just... I was thinking to myself, I don't think this is sincere. I And I'm sorry if people think I'm being too harsh on that, but I don't think these people genuinely feel that guilty. I think they want other people... I think they might. They feel guilty. I, I just don't might. buy it. I feel, uh, you know, that what as a non-Black person, I feel like what my ancestors have done uh, in the Middle East in a context of anti-blackness has been immoral mm-hmm. and i think that they deserve justice and i'll like fight alongside for that it, it, for policies uh and for changing social structures that might help that but for me to just lash myself or chain myself like what is that how what does that achieve that's just masturbatory it's self-masturbatory yeah i just dude I feel honestly like, i feel like so many like 4chan neckbeards would like totally listen to you I'm glad. I'm trying to. Uh, how Listen do we? Listen to me, bitches. No. Other than um, that, well, yeah. No, I. The thing is, is there's so many leftists who think the way I think, and we're not listened to. I think, you know, so many of us, we want structural change. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that we don't want it. It's just that we. I don't want to reproduce these like weird frigid protestant norms you know what i mean like that's that's not what i'm going for i am interested in effectiveness Mm -hmm. and i i honestly think that this when people are chaining themselves and doing this stuff i don't think it's an act of guilt i think it's an act of narcissism and i think it's like an act of wanting to be recognized and seen as someone who's i'm one of the good ones Mm -hmm. uh give me salvation i'm one of the good ones like see look at me recognizing that i'm one of the good ones and like absolve me of my sins how come white chicks seem to be so much more outspokenly social justice than white dudes is it i'm sure the power thing is the most obvious but um, yeah is there like a switching teams thing going on i i kind of feel there is honestly I, i okay i don't know if this is true though because i find that i guess okay it depends on what you define as social justice because i was just going to name a bunch of white women that bombed a bunch of arab countries but i guess they pay lip service to social justice on some front i think i don't know i can't speak for this demographically i guess because i haven't seen any much data but i think that white women have been a little bit more immersed in the language of oppression if they've been involved in say like gendered violence or something like that mm-hmm. from yeah. from university or from psychologists or from the internet or from all of the above everywhere yeah for instance if you experience a kind of violence 
and then you connect with others who have that in common with you who experience that kind of violence and you start seeing a pattern then you're you tend to form a sort of solidarity right i think i that's what i think is what happens but i mean i don't think that necessarily happens all the time i think it really i don't know i'm not sure it's a good question i guess switching teams <laughs> they're they're sussed okay so i cleared my head and i do have to say there's a lot of good social justice work being done by good white women and i didn't i shouldn't make racial generalizations like, ken hates white women so no, <laughs> anti-karen action we, we, we earned all this privilege for you and now you're just gonna give it up huh no but no. I, <laughs> I do have some thoughts okay i think that in all areas of the political spectrum white womanhood plays a crucial role so like among conservatives i think it also plays a really crucial role because it it's this aesthetic sort of uh ideal of the feminine you know um and i even like rub my nose like a zizek like that's what i forget but but no i think you know you have like like there's a, a aesthetic that's um fetishized by like right wingers of this like trad this blonde trad wife oh wow um, don't get me good go can be started and <laughs> um no but i mean it's it's definitely so white femininity has played a role in um making movements more powerful so for instance a lot of the lynchings by conservative white people have used white women as this sort of um wait lynchings are you talking literal Mm-hmm. like of black men oh i see what you're saying yeah yeah go on yeah a lot of them involved like a white woman being like making false rape accusations and being like speaking of this like caricatured idea of this like scary black man defiling her femininity you know so i think you know white women popular in porn right now <laughs> keep going i don't want to know about that no but it's but, not all that i've been to but it's an interesting oh sociological God. phenomenon no i think hentai is better than that probably um just kidding um yeah no so i just think it plays an important role for a bunch it plays a, a sort of function in the culture in so many different now i'm thinking about uh jordan heaney riffs <laughs> oh i wish i wish uh, anyways yeah he's like ignoring all of my messages <laughs> everyone tell young heezy to come on the pod harass him <laughs> um yeah so i mean i think it it does play an important role and i think a lot of in a lot of ways white women are better at performing guilt and shame than white men are because i think white men have more they've been conditioned to not be allowed to show that they've been like wrong about something yeah it's kind of like lebanese people are like this too including me where it's like (laughs) well thank you that's very charitable keep going but where it's like, you know, I think a lot of us, it's a cultural thing where we don't want to admit that we're wrong about stuff. Whereas I think white women are less conditioned to, I think they're, they have an easier time performing guilt. They don't feel as undignified doing it as like mm. white men might feel. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, though, I don't think that's a good way forward. I think, you know, these are norms that are centuries old. So it's going to be hard to 
break them. Like you see this in Augustine, you see this in, like I said, in Luther and Calvin, these had major impacts on the way that we think. It's not gonna go away overnight. Yeah. But I'm still gonna bitch about it. Yeah. So. I don't when, know. when was your when was your your last like crisis of belief or crisis of self image? If you don't mind me asking. Hmm, that's a good question. It feels like that's all I do these days. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I definitely had this with atheism, where when I started dating someone who's not an atheist, mm-hmm. um, where I never thought to myself, okay, I'm gonna like be religious again. But I kind of realized that my aesthetic, like my edgy atheist aesthetic, was not helpful. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did we get along so well when you did, did when you were so edgy atheist and I was like a real Catholic? We just had banter, Bant, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, which is fine. I remember we used to just discuss stuff. Yeah, um, and I still had religious friends at the time. I just mean that, like, my... I have religious (laughs) friends. I honestly... You gotta explain to me why, like, I have black friends is so flawed, deeply. Like, I get it. But I I think... um, Uh, Yeah, I mean, okay. So I think I have this crisis of faith because... I, I mean, I was a big fan of, like, Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens. And, I mean, I think what i realized was not i think i just was became more charitable because i mean the guy i started dating was really really smart like i think smarter than i am and uh is a theist um to some extent like i didn't believe someone's smarter than you wow that takes real humility i think so many people are smarter than me i'm (laughs) dumb dumb no you're not you're smart um but but no, I'm just messing. But I, I do think a lot of people are smarter than me and I, I admire them a lot. So my boyfriend was, and I, like we used to have these discussions about God all the time. And I was vice president of this uh, club that was affiliated with Richard Dawkins uh, Center for Inquiry. And I think, I mean, like I said, I'm still an atheist. I, I still believe in like a secular political society. I think that's really important. Um, but... I think what I learned, I was a bit humbled because I kind of had this false notion that like anyone who's really smart must not be, like if someone's smarter than me, they can't be religious. What about me? (laughs) (laughs) I always just saw you and me as like on par. Okay, that's that's probably the healthiest. Mm -hmm. But um, no, I mean... It's not even that. I, I, no, that's, a good, that. that's a good point. I, I think it's more just I realized that I wasn't being charitable. It kind of just goes back to that, you know? Like, I think I conceived of religious people as just believing in, like, an old man in the sky. Um, or, like, a flying <laughs> spaghetti monster kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the stuff that Dawkins says. Not that there's anything know? wrong with that. and then I was like okay I'm being uncharitable and I was like you know me admitting that I was being uh you know an ass doesn't mean that I had to change my fundamental view of being an atheist I'm still an atheist but Mm -hmm. it was just about being more charitable to people who don't think that's correct Mm -hmm. 
And I think that was a valuable realization for me. Um, I had a similar crisis of faith when I went from being a libertarian to a socialist. Uh, when I went from, uh, I've had like different relationships with feminism. I was like, I went from being like super anti-feminist to like all in feminist to now being like, you know, like agreeing with a lot of it, but also not liking the conduct of mainstream feminists nor their interpretations. Um, so yeah, I mean like so I've had all kinds. I ha yeah. I have this neurosis sometimes in my darkest hours that there's, there's no good faith and it's just you're trying to look charitable and reasonable and loving and you're, you're being fake to people's faces in a performance in public debates or podcast. And it's just all power games of varying sophistication. Mm -hmm. uh, do you ever have that, that fear and that there's like nothing really worth like, it, Josh, you know what I mean? And like no one, so like no one with an IQ of 100 can contribute because they cannot play the game at that level. And so they should just shut up, but that's clearly not true. Maybe yeah. that's like a ridiculous conclusion, but yeah um yeah i don't agree i mean i've never felt that way never you've never thought that for a second like oh fuck no. i'm literally just playing the game in like a slightly new way that i think is clever and making me look good i don't think people are on enough to not be sincere all the time <laughs> so sense. their real beliefs slip out or like you can yeah well even, like even when people yeah but even when people are like trying to put on a performance that's part of who they are like, i don't really believe in like you not showing your whole personality to someone i think you know you don't use the same language around everyone but that doesn't mean that you're not showing yourself mm -hmm. i also just think that's not a good way to live because if you're just always paranoid about people's motives and that's something you can never know ties back into like yeah, for me, Protestant scrupulism of like yeah, but I, but there's there's something at the core of that that is is a a real thing that I need to or somebody needs to I don't know you know what I mean there's something there but that's a yeah I mean I think a lot of it is anxiety right like we are anxious creatures um, I think we're all anxious about the fact that we cannot see everyone's intentions uh -huh. um, and I think that scares us yeah. Uh, but at the same time, we can't just pause everything for that uh, and interrogate what people's real intentions are. I think we just have to keep going and let the people who are trying to play games fall behind while we keep going. That's so hopeful. I mean, that's all we can do at this point, right? Like, we can't... I don't want to waste my time going nuts over pondering what how someone really feels i don't want to waste it's my much. <laughs> become another casualty of society i'll never fall in line become another victim of conformity right now i'm i'm glad you know that song yeah of i was course. on like big shiny tunes two or something and it was in an nhl game it got me so fired up <laughs> it's a banger yeah no i anyway i just i think you know I have, I know myself, I know that I have some sincere motives. I know that sometimes I fall prey to vices where I'm like, you know, mean, or if I'm, I, I don't behave in ways that I think are the most 
uh, well put together or I don't always show the best of myself, but um, I know what I sincerely believe and people can interpret me as sincere and sincere. I'm still going to do what I do. And I think, you know, I have a podcast so I can say what I really mean on here. I have that space. It must be nice. (laughs) This gives me much hope, though. Honestly, uh, very... And it's good content. So the self-interest immediately creeps back in. But yeah, no, that was... Well, I just think it's impossible to divorce, like... I think we have this idea of, you know, everyone having split minds where, like, they have one side where it's, like, how you really feel and then the other side, which is, like, where you craft it completely through your own sort of conscious thoughts and then present that to people. Like, I don't think we're in that much control. That's kind of scary in its own way, but kind of nice. It's kind I th- of like a- I think it does scare. It is scary because it's, like, you want to think that you control how everyone sees you perfectly, mm-hmm. but you can't. It's like natural authenticity or something. Yeah. But, yeah, authenticity. Gave up on that a long time ago. That's something I was obsessed with as a teenager. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the whole uh, catcher in the rye thing. Catcher in the rye, yeah, exactly. Everyone's a phony except me kind of thing. Um, Even me. I, maybe I'm at the stage of like everyone's a phony, even me now. I went from everyone's a phony. Even to me, phony. yeah. I'm a bit behind for my age, but now I'm even, even me. Yeah, we're all phonies. I, I mean, okay, and I, I do want to like, I do think there are, you know, that doesn't mean that people have sinister, don't have sinister motives, and people, especially people in power, are they're gonna lie to you, but them lying to you isn't them concealing themselves it's them showing themselves oh fuck that's good and so but but here's another thing so say you try and be the best you can be and you know it's like 60 percent of who you could be that's that's what got us into a lot of messes is like everyone going about their day but anyways what what else we're all flailing groping groping in the dark (laughs) what else can we what is a good uh what is good in the world what is good um Big Let's, Pharma. Big Pharma's probably not good. Uh, big Acid. Big Acid. Now um, I'm just spitting out pieces of Norm Macdonald. I know there, there's some uh, doctors that want to use acid in psychiatric treatment. Yeah. That kind of scares me. As long as it's consensual. You don't want some Batman shit. Yeah. You see the one where he drugged the water and then fucked up the city? No, I've never seen Batman. Oh. I just watched the Joker because that's who I am. Uh yeah, I prefer what's his name's Joker. Uh first the first one. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I really I find Wa- I find Joaquin, well, however you say his name, Phoenix Joaquin. to be so hot. Like even in the what? Joker. You really I like that him. you really like that emaciated I know, I know. There's something wrong with me. It's, ew, it's disgusting. I want to like lash myself for this. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I, my, I saw it with my cousin, and we were both watching it. Like, damn, he is so hot. Like, that's not right. I thought he was disgusting. He's supposed to be wearing those like yellow tidy whities smoking all day on his bed. What the? Yeah, fuck? like there's something so attractive about that, and we were both like. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> um, I uh, I need to like be in jail for to be. Can honest. I do a Can I do a Norm Macdonald joke? Yeah. So my doctor, just play along like we're having a conversation. Okay. So my doctor says I have an oral fixation. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to say, why was why is that? Oh, I said, okay, okay, why is that? I was sucking his cock. That's good, I like that. Uh, that's, yeah. I mean, okay, I'm just, like, wary about using psychedelics in medicine because I feel like then your doctor would have a lot of control over your psyche, and what if your doctor is a sociopath? Yeah. Yeah, maybe key. it's just because I watched Hannibal, so I'm like, but like say you don't. I worry joke. about I worry about these these people microdosing every day for a month on mushrooms. Like guys, some people take it. Like I worked with people. Like no, no, it's really good for you to do it like every day. I'm like, that, I know you're yeah, like, culture, but you gotta like look out for yourself. For you. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Um, I worry I about mean, the children, Mila. The children and drugs. The children. Honestly, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What else is good news? There's no good news. I'm so sad. <laughs> I want good news. Apparently, Pornhub said they're against racism and injustice. That made That's me want to, like, kill myself. They allow, they allow, like, videos from, un like, you don't even need an account to upload a video there, which is, like, the creepiest shit I've ever heard. So, yeah. Yeah, I've had it with all these stupid ass brands big, trying big to act porn. like cool. Big like, porn's looking out for us. Yeah, like ew, like ew. Yeah. I don't know. I always uh, think like how much how shameless you have to be to start a porn website. Yeah. Imagine like trying to get in, like investors at like a board meeting. I know. So I came up with this pitch. So like porn, basically, high high definition. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess I don't know what else you'd you'd sell your anyways. Yeah, I don't know. I I just think that's arc. That's all. Well, I mean, if you have well, think about like videos to, like people complain about YouTube's moderation. So like there's probably going to be alternatives popping up. Like I guess all you need is a bit of what is that server? I don't even know how it works. Like how do you host the videos? What do you mean? Like on YouTube? Like if you wanted to be a competitor of YouTube, what would you need? Um, there they have it's like Vimeo, right? That's like a weirdly gated, like highbrow art community that like basically oh. discourages people from enjoying themselves. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. It is like an alternative, but I'm thinking more like, like YouTube. YouTube's pretty good, actually. As much as people like to complain about it. Yeah, I I don't know. I never had strong opinions on YouTube. But I, but I just mean, like, if you're going to start, like, the parallels with the porn is that it's video hosting. So what what do you, is it server space? How do you I don't host know. videos? You got to ask a tech expert. Yeah. Uh, I was just trying to look for good news, and I couldn't find any. It's so sad. Maybe I mean, it's just I don't follow anything that has good news. Well, you could just Google good news. <laughs> what did you do? Were you on Twitter? Yeah, not a good place for good news. Uh, John Krasinski. Oh, I hate that guy. You ha Why do you hate John Krasinski? I think he, like, participates in state propaganda. Like what? He had that movie that was just, like, essentially agitating for war and Don't ruin this for me. Wait, which mm -hmm. movie? I haven't seen it. Need to go I watch. don't even remember. I just remember seeing that and, like, I was just like, ew. Have you seen the movie, though? I just, like, hate state propaganda. Okay. 
Like, do you think I'm dumb? That's like, that's how I feel. I feel like they treat me like I'm dumb. Which, I need to know, John Krasinski state propaganda. Do you think I'll find it? <laughs> He's like switched to like explicit. Like his YouTube channel is called state propaganda. Oh my God. I guess I already said some good news. I found a gym to go to. So oh, you guys good. can all applaud for me for that. I said I got my school first chapter oh. seven stone, but I already said that on last app. You're talking about Jack Ryan. No. Oh, is it Wait. a different state propaganda movie? No, maybe it was Jack Ryan. I, think I don't it know. Was. I'm just so sick of of state propaganda. I didn't even see it. I mean, I only saw like four episodes. Maybe it was coming. I'm curious yeah. if I would have not perceived any of that though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Some know. of them are more explicit than others. Like, there was one that was literally just about shooting Arabs. Oh, Sniper? American Sniper? Yeah. I never saw that. And then everyone was tweeting, being like, hell yeah, this makes me want to shoot some Arabs. I was like, excuse me, sir. That is a little bit rude. That's awful. I know. I mean, it is Bradley Cooper. No, uh, yeah. Apparently. This begins to affect his marriage and his life. Oh, God. Not to, not to, yeah. Anyways. There's a brief um nope never mind there's nothing there's no good news this world sucks <laughs> i'm so sad started to feel kind of insane yeah me too because like yeah dogs are leading the fight against covid19 by learning to sniff okay can out we stop jacking everyone off please dogs like they're not gonna give you an award <laughs> Oh, God. It's like a big gaslighting campaign or something. Or maybe I'm just paranoid. Yeah, who knows? We could just wrap in the absence of good news. Guys, share share some good news with us. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, please. Uh, Everything, anything pleasant. Please don't uh, draw porn of us. Don't draw porn. Um... You can That's how you know you made it when people start drawing porn of you. God. Has anyone drawn Elon porn? Wow, I can't believe I've never Googled that. <laughs> Why do you think Grimes is into him? Oh god. Some nice thick Elon hentai. He has enough fan boys. I've never seen like girls be into him though. That's because men are smarter than women. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, let's wrap. I can't mm-hmm. find any Elon porn. There's no good news. Okay. No Elon porn. Thanks for listening. I hope this lifted you. Yeah. Um, Lift yourself upon your feet. <laughs> Is that that Kanye song? Lift yourself? Yeah. Oh, when yeah. he goes like poopity scoop. What a genius. Kanye, Truly come on the pod. The Elon of music. Mm-hmm, better. There's actually, there's some parallels there in the way that. Yeah, there are. They're mentally ill, just like us. Okay. Uh, goodbye to all my other mentally ill darlings. Uh, make sure to. Uh, Give us your money. <laughs> subscribe on Patreon. <laughs> uh, help Ken's UBI fund. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get it up and going, but for now, you can just e-transfer me the funds. <laughs> Coney 2012. All right. See you guys next week.
something rather significant. You knew, you knew about, about this logic, logic but, but you did not know how you knew. You, knew. you, you revealed, revealed it to yourself. yourself. All you needed was and the all key. You needed Once was you had the key, the knowledge did Once not you had come the gradual. The knowledge did not come gradually. It came all at once. It came all and at baby, once. 